Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello and welcome to the Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast. I'm Andy. He's Dalton. But we promise there will be no serious discussion of Andy Dalton on this podcast. Um, the NFL just saw the biggest trade that's happened in the league in, I don't know, days. There's a there's a league-shifting trade every week uh, lately, and we're going to talk about it. Tyreek Hill on his way to the Dolphins. Dalton Del Don, you're joining me immediately before a trip to Vegas, I want to say. How are things? How are you? Doing well, Andy. It's been a while since we potted together. Yes, I'm flying out to Vegas tomorrow for a live event. Fantasy baseball is definitely uh, at the forefront of my mind. But man, how could we ignore football? This is crazy. I try to not, you know, be recency biased, but um, this is the craziest offseason of all time in the NFL without without question. I mean, what is even number two? This is wild. So many that I, I, I'm forgetting how many. I mean, it's like, oh, Tom Brady also unretired. I mean, that's like eighth on the list at this point. So yeah, yeah wild times. So let, let's talk some football. Tom Brady retiring is just like a different era. And then Tom Brady unretiring feels like it was, I don't know, um, a different season, right? <laughs> like, that's yeah. crazy, all the things that have happened. We filled everything on the on the bingo card, basically, this offseason. Maybe not a holdout. We haven't had a – we almost had a Devontae holdout. We were probably headed for it before the trade. Anyway, it's been wild. Tyree Kill on his way to the Dolphins – it felt like this all happened within like 60 minutes or so, right? But obviously it didn't. Um, there are many things that preceded it behind the scenes that we weren't watching. There's a whole drama that that uh, happened behind the curtain that none of us were privy to. But uh, on Twitter, when news began to leak out, like this thing happened in no time. Like 45 minutes later, Tyreek Hill was traded. It's wild. Here's just the rough outline of the deal. Kansas City gets a 2022 first-round pick in exchange. They get a 2022 second-rounder, a 2022 fourth-rounder, and then next year, they get a fourth-rounder and a sixth. Tyreek Hill himself gets a four-year, $120 million deal with the Dolphins. This is a new position record. Um, This is pretty wild. It sounds like, according to multiple reports, according to most of the reporting on this trade, um, it sounds as if Hill was making pretty good progress with the Chiefs on a new deal. And then the and then the Adams contract happened and that blew everything up. And there's this thing in sports where everybody wants to be the highest paid whatever, right? We're seeing it. You mentioned that you've got a baseball draft coming up. We just saw this with Carlos Correa, right? It was really important to him to have the highest average annual value of any shortstop or something like that. And apparently that was really important to Tyreek. 
So now we have Tyreek with the with the Dolphins. I want to start though with the with the Chiefs. First of all, what was your initial reaction to this when it happened? How did you hear about it? Were you were you following the entire drama on Twitter? Yeah, I was very surprised, and I was going to say it exactly. His agent came out, Drew Rosenhaus, and basically confirmed as much as he. They were down the road for an extension with the Chiefs. It was going to be done, and then the Adams thing flipped it completely. And um, yeah, he realized that they he they were going to want more money than Adams. Makes sense. He's younger. I'm 28 years old. Instead of 30. And uh, yeah, he got paid and it was a huge deal. And the Chiefs came away loaded too, though. Draft picks. I mean, they're, they're loaded there too. So I was very surprised to see it happen. And I think it's just now we need to readjust and maybe this is the new normal of the NFL. And, and there might be more and more player movement like this. Yeah, well, we'll probably get to this a little bit later. But um, just, just off the top of my head, other receivers who are not being paid north of $20 million a year and like 20 million now doesn't even seem like these contracts are over $25 million a year. Like how much of a bargain right now is Cooper cup at whatever he's at, like 14 or 15 a year or something like that. How much of a bargain is Stefan Diggs? He's, he's already making murky Twitter comments suggesting that perhaps it's time for a new deal. Like uh, Debo is every- due for a big one. Debo is due for a huge contract. Debo is help due. That DK Metcalf all. is due. Terry no. McLaurin's coming up. Like all these guys are coming up and all of a sudden they're, they're $20 million receivers. It's wild. It's an entirely different landscape right now. You mentioned what the chiefs received in this deal. And I don't want to, you know, I, I guess, I guess I consider Tyreek Hill basically an irreplaceable talent. He's kind of a, kind of a one of one player in today's NFL, just a different level of speed entirely from anybody else. And he's, he's not only one of the NFL's fastest men, he's probably the only super fast NFL player, like fast by NFL standard sort of player, track speed sort of NFL player who was also just damn good at football, right? Like he's a, he's a master of his profession and he's one of the fastest men in the league. It makes him entirely unfair. Certainly it would have been better for the chiefs long-term to just simply have Tyree kill. However, the haul they got is not, it's not, it's not bad. It's not, it's not bad at all. Um, They, they currently sit with a dozen picks in the upcoming draft. No team has more. They have two picks in the first round, two picks in the second round, two picks in the third, two picks in the fourth, right? So they're going to they're gonna own the, the first couple days of the draft. That's kind of exciting. Little reminder, this is in our, this is in our, our show outline here, our podcast outline. Thanks to uh, producer John who dropped this in. A little reminder that Kansas City actually did choose Clyde Edwards-Hilaire over T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, DeAndre Swift, and Jonathan Taylor uh, just, just a handful of years ago. That's wild. What else have they done this offseason? They've signed Juju Smith-Schuster to a one-year deal. Uh, he, he is a player who is entirely un, unlike Tyreek Hill. Uh, they were reportedly investigating a LaVisca Chenault deal. Also reportedly checked in with Seattle on, on their receivers, on Metcalf, on Lockett. But um, just moments before we began recording this podcast on Thursday, they did, in fact, sign Arcas Valdez-Scantling for three years, 30 million bucks. He's fast. He's not Tyreek fast and he's not, you know, he's not quick and jittery in the way that Tyreek is. And he's not the every level receiver that that Tyreek is. I don't mean to compare them. He's just another fast dude. He's a, he's a guy who can take the take the lid off a of defense. But you're actually a longtime MVS apologist, are you not? 
Yes, I am. First, I'm just now remembering in the very last 34th round of a best ball draft, I took Josh Gordon in the league this offseason. <laughs> ooh, his, the fantasy value is, is a little bit more alive now. Um, okay, yeah, I've always been an MBS guy, and he always disappoints, but there was really just tangible notice by the beat writers just saying how he's such a player all last year throughout practice, and even Aaron Rodgers confirmed it. I don't know how true that is and how he'll get paid in a whole new environment, but uh, maybe the, the stats didn't uh, reflect it properly, but he drew uh, a few more deep pass interference penalties in the yardage may show and and he is improving as an actual football player and you know now he has Patrick Mahomes throwing to him without Tyree Kill and an aging Kelsey so you gotta move his fantasy value way up with the, with this situation because he was even with yes Aaron Rodgers was throwing to him before but he had a teammate in Adams who led the league in target rate um, obviously Juju I loved his fantasy prospects uh, bumped him down a little bit with the MVS edition but of course they were going to move someone there but uh, Juju is the guy I've been out on the last couple years but here's someone who had 111 catches is like a 20 year old 21 year old he's still young he's 25 years old and now again with Mahomes and no Terry Kill and an aging Kelsey so yeah those guys Juju and MVS are, are the two that are just skyrocketing up, up my fantasy draft boards do you do you buy the idea that Juju is a little bit miscast as a as a number one receiver but he's fine as a supporting receiver is that that's that's probably an oversimplification. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. If, and if Mahomes faced by far the most cover twos, which I think you're going to talk about in this timeline uh, uh, later, then that makes sense to have the slot guy underneath. And Juju will just soak yeah. up all those underneath stuff. So, I mean, he doesn't even have to be a great real-life receiver to just absolutely eat. Tar- I mean, eating targets from Mahomes is, is a really nice place to be. This is this is totally unfair, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to throw out some some names of receivers, and you just tell me if, you, if you've got Juju a little bit ahead of them or a little bit behind them, okay? Okay. Deontay Johnson. Oh, it is a great one. Uh, as of now, oh, that's a great call. I have Deontay Johnson slightly ahead, but I would say they're the same tier now. They're very comparable players. I like that call. That's interesting. What about you on that one? That's a great first one. Um, I'm actually, I'm looking at my own ranks right now. So I'm looking at, uh, at guys that I have in the immediate neighborhood. Um, and I've got, I've got Juju just a little bit ahead, like two spots ahead. Um, other yeah, I guys like, in and the I always go for the upside of the unknown new place. I probably would. Yeah, I mean, who knows your guy Trubisky throwing him, but that's both the thing. Like, yeah, I d- yeah, I totally. dread what Deontay yeah. is facing yeah. with the. Uh, I wouldn't Mitch. push you back against Juju over him at all. I mean, they're both underneath guys, t- maybe limited upside with touchdowns, but uh, yeah, we'll rack up the catches and targets. How about Jalen Waddle? We'll get oh. we'll get to the Dolphins later, but yeah. how about Jalen Waddle? Uh, another Juju? very similar again, same tier. Um, I, I still have Waddle ahead of both actually now, but obviously, uh, uh, it certainly hurt his value. I know some have said it hasn't, but unless you think Tua can 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 produce two top ten fantasy receivers, it, it certainly hurt hurt Waddle's uh fantasy value so I have Waddle ahead of him still but again very close how about Juju versus the Denver receivers I have Juju ahead of both um but uh yeah well actually no I have I have Judy Judy a couple spots ahead and Sutton a couple spots below but I could be talked either way these are all very good, good that's comps. that's really so, interesting I have them flipped I have Sutton just ahead and I've basically got Juju sandwiched in the in the middle between between Judy and Sutton. Uh, and I can see it. I've seen other people believe that too. And I know Sutton has been so impressive on the field. But uh, but Judy, if, if he can actually stay healthy, he was the the little bit of a better prospect. We'll see. That's a, these are great calls, man. And they're so so different situations too. Yeah. I mean, they're all you know they're all new environments. You know, so it, it's really really interesting. Last one I'll give you: Pittman, okay. Michael Pittman or Juju. Okay, so I'm really in on Pittman. I moved him top 15. Yeah. I think Ryan's going to be good enough, and I think he's all by himself there in, in, in indoors. So I'm I'm in. He's the way I can confidently say I'm, I'm in on Pittman. Yeah, I've got Pittman a few spots ahead as well. It doesn't sound like we're, we're we differ too much in these ranks. That's kind of wild. Um, we, I feel like we should differ. A we lot will later. In I've March seen, ranks. I've seen your quarterback ranks. Believe me, <laughs> we differ. <laughs> okay, good, good. That's a good tease. Really good tease. Um, 
I guess my next question about the Chiefs is they can't be done, right? Like nobody, nobody just signs Valdez Scantling and says, "Okay, that's it. We've we've wrapped up the the receiver position. That thing is." Yeah. Uh, that I thing mean, is Nicole in. Hardman, MVS, and Josh Gordon. What could go wrong? I mean, I kind of yeah. like that. <laughs> a lot of upside, um, actually. There, and then a, in a in a in a unclear running back position that they may add Ronald Jones. You know, if they did. Oh yeah, that was the that was the buzz today too. It didn't break so exactly funny. right before yeah. we uh, right before we jumped on, but a lot of talk about Ronald Jones there. I kind of like that. Um, I certainly think that Ceh is better as part of a part of a committee. Um, that is a sort of backhanded way of saying. That yeah, I'll take the L on Ceh. Yeah, I'll take the L on him. I'm not going to be drafting him anymore. It would take just a massive discount because he's just he's just not special enough player at all to separate himself. I mean, he lose it. Lost all yeah. third down work to Daryl Williams last year. I mean, yeah, no, especially if they're bringing sign. in Ronald Jones. No, it's not a good sign. No. Yeah, you're not on a good career trajectory when uh <laughs> when, when Terrell williams takes over a and big he was part so good a receiver at lsu it's just bizarre i don't really quite get it but it d- just didn't translate in, into the pros or for whatever reason and Mahomes doesn't throw to his backs that much either but um right. yeah and, and even is it mckinnon lurking there i heard he went to uh, Mahomes' bachelor party so he may not be officially he didn't not signed there but do not be surprised i mean they relied on him the most in the playoffs so mckinnon could even end up easily back there as well um, I assume you were at the same bachelor party you traveled. Yeah, that's how I knew. Yeah, yeah. Breaking yeah, news here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me, me and Jackson Mahomes, right? Everyone loves his brother. I don't I don't do TikTok, but I hear he's a he's a, a, a lightning bolt of, of controversy. Wow. The one social media platform that you're not all over. And that's, that's oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, both of us for sure. We're all over <laughs> that stuff. Um, let, let's talk about the chiefs in the, not that I expect, you know, maybe it's a little bit premature to, to start talking chiefs draft exactly, but I I mean, 12 picks, um, they, they, again, they're going to kind of dominate the first couple days of the draft. They pick 29 and 30 at the end of the first round. And then they come back with a bunch of picks on the second day. We're assuming that they still like, they're not done at receiver. Right. And they, and they take a, some sort of developmental player, if not in the first round, then maybe a couple of shots on the second day. Absolutely expect them to add a receiver for sure. We just talked about how volatile those options were. And I mean, Juju's not your your ideal number one. Um, but yeah, I will just say regarding those picks, I'm not ready to bury this Chiefs. And it'll be probably a popular narrative. Now they're suddenly the worst team in that division because it's so loaded. But um, I'd be more surprised if they finished third than I would, you know, first or second again. I still think, yeah, they'll be loaded, the best coach and in, in, in QB combo. So they'll, they'll, they'll still be plenty competitive, believe me. Yeah, I feel like that's a... That's a pretty fair point, right? It's not like, you know, it's not like Patrick Mahomes was entirely a product of Tyree Kill. And, and we shouldn't speak about it that way. I mean, because it can both he, be true. I agree with you. He's a special player. He's yeah. awesome. He'll su- succeed everywhere. And he, and he brings, you know, defenses have to uh, pay attention over the top. Totally different. And he can also do the underneath stuff. He's a great player. But it's also possibly true that Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. And he'll be just perfectly fine without him. Also having, you know, the, uh, arguably the best coach on his side, too. It's, it's a really nice right. combo. Yeah, I feel like we've seen, you know, we've seen the Chiefs basically win one way with Tyreek Hill, but there's no reason to think that a that a quarterback of Mahomes' ability, his arm strength, his inventiveness, his ingenuity, there's no reason to think that we're we're not going to see them find another way to win, right? And and them to have another um uh, like take a different path to produce like a 4800-yard, 5000-yard season that that certainly still seems in play. And again, this receiving core is unfinished. Just to um to to wrap up something that you alluded to earlier, I I did want to mention um and this is this is a stat from Sports Info Solutions uh, via Doug Farrar, former Yahoo colleague, who did, who wrote a bunch of great stuff. Uh, it just uh, uh, on, I believe, on Wednesday, shortly after the the trade news broke on, uh, on on the Chiefs generally, on where they go from here, 
on the on the deal. Um, and and the, the stat was that Patrick Mahomes last year, like by a mile, not even close, had the most dropbacks against two deep coverage. Nobody within like, I don't know, 80 snaps of him, something like that. So that that is certainly a reflection of how Tyree Kill and only Tyree Kill shapes a defense around him, right? Like you you literally can't man him. Um, you you can't really play that like single high safety stuff that the Raiders try and they give up 300 yards to Hill, right? Like you just can't do any of that. I just as as good as MVS is, and uh, <laughs> you know, as ascendant as he can possibly be, I I don't think he's the guy that that you know sort of reshapes the field around him the way that Tyreek did. Yeah, fair enough. And does this uh, increase or decrease uh, Travis Kelsey's fantasy value in in your mind? Personally, it's just about the same. More targets is never a bad thing, but you know, it, obviously, he's not going to benefit from all that underneath stuff. Just it was so wide open. Um, I personally, I've still left him number one because I think uh, Mark Andrews is going to be the popular number one fantasy tight end ranked. But it was just a perfect uh, set of events in the second half for him, and I still think moving forward, Kelsey is is probably going to be my number one ranked despite his age. Thoughts? Yeah, I've I've still got Kelsey number one. It's interesting that you say that you think Mark Andrews. I suppose that would be a, a separate topic entirely. But interesting that uh, you think Mark Andrews is just like maybe maybe people are just going to run it back and say that that's you know because because that's the way it shook out last year. But obviously there are a million different reasons why Mark Andrews ended up as the as the number one tight end. Um, His ECR is number two and Kelsey's one, so I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Is yeah, I've got is, I've okay. got Kelsey. Um, I've got Kelsey number one. I don't I don't think he's a necessarily a tier of his own player anymore. Maybe after the after the Hill deal, he's definitely aging out of his best years. No question about that. I don't. I think it's interesting when we talk about like his uh, his target share. I'm I'm not sure how many more targets you can shoehorn to, to right. Travis right. Kelsey. Right? Like, right. I mean. He's already in line for like 140. But all those cheapies at the targets. goal line. I mean, Tyreek Hill would even get a handful of the cheap. Man, he throws about 10 touchdowns that are just basically a glorified handoff. So maybe yes. a couple more of those goes to Kelsey. But that is fair. How many more targets can he possibly get? Yes. He also, um, it, it is, I think, safe to say that, that Tyreek benefited from Kelsey. And Kelsey certainly benefited from um, the no coverages doubt. that uh, yeah. are, are forced on on the Chiefs by Tyree Kill's presence, right? So Tyree Kill was the sort of player who makes life easier for everyone else on the field, Kelsey included. I like Juju's not that guy. MVS isn't that guy. Maybe there certainly McCole Hardman has not been that guy. He's basically the story of his career in my mind to this point is that there's like two or three plays a game where Patrick Mahomes clearly expects McCole Hardman to be somewhere other than where he is. And and until I see those go away. I can't really get fully behind McCole Hardman. I also think, you know, I also think they're going to draft somebody who's going to be a really, really interesting developmental prospect and or somebody that they plug in right away who who has a pretty significant role. So I don't I'm not going to I'm not going to project some huge increase in in targets or opportunities or touchdowns for Kelsey. I mean, the guy already scored like his 20 touchdowns over the last two seasons and he's routinely seeing 140 targets. So I just it's really hard for me to imagine the ceiling being any higher than that. Yeah, KC trusted Pringle before they did Hardman, by the way, <laughs> um, So that last year. So that, that speaks volumes as well. So uh, to sum it up, move up MVS, move up Smith-Schuster, but expect KC to also definitely bring in a rookie. And as for the answer at Kelsey and tight end, uh, the answer there is wait on Alberto, trapped Alberto this year. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you before we, before we leave the Chiefs, um, 
the smoldering ruins that are the that are the Chiefs. Um, what are you doing with Patrick Mahomes? Where did he did you did you adjust him in, in the ranks at all? He's my number three. Uh, you have Lamar Jackson too low. The, the runners, uh, uh, Allen and Jackson are my clear top two. Uh, man, I just saw the, the amount of touchdowns Jackson's produced at his age, I think is like the most ever or something. But I, I'm, I'm counting on him to bounce back. And, and I love Allen is the clear number one. And then to me, it does become, you could, I could see someone talking into Kyler Murray because of his rushing upside or Herbert. But I, I settled with Mahomes there three, but I love Allen and Jackson as far as my, my top two QBs. I... I'm, That's a I'm country not, singer, not, Alan Jackson. It, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> if he, I, I don't like, I don't know my country singers. I couldn't pick them out of a lineup, but I'm going to trust you that Alan Jackson is. A I'm closer to that, that has, area than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, has yeah. the ring of truth yeah, to it. Yeah, um, yeah, I buy yeah. it. Um, I'm, I'm not committing to my current rank on Lamar Jackson. I'm looking at it right now is five, and I'm not committing yeah, to that low. because I yeah. love Lamar. I, I would, I would like for something exciting to happen in that receiving core. It doesn't need to for Lamar to be great, obviously. Um, I, I think, okay, well, I'll just I'll just read my quarterback ranks right now. They're Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Herbert, yeah. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. There, There is some irrational exuberance, perhaps, uh, related to the off-seasons that Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow have had. I actually feel like we haven't talked, nobody's talked enough about the Cincinnati off-season because they've basically built a wall around Joe Burrow. They took all that cap money. And they've enhanced their offensive line in a, in a pretty massive way. Um, they obviously needed it because Burrow was the most sacked quarterback in football last year. And it's just, he's just a huge winner in my mind. I don't, I don't know how much higher it can go, but I love his receivers. I love what they've done in free agency. It, again, it hasn't been like the splashy skill players or anything like that because they didn't need it. They've done exactly what they needed to do for that offense. So I'm super bullish on Burrow, but I might be willing to, to raise Jackson a little bit. You know, more I think about this, Mahomes runs just – tangibly more in the playoffs and he really did protects himself more yes. in, in the regular season. And I could be talked to why, I mean, yeah, Herbert or Burrow, I could easily be talked into over, over Mahomes with the, with the loss of Terry kill and the aging Kelsey and these other guys are getting new weapons and younger and who knows their ceiling. I mean, Burrow was returning from a late season torn ACL I, yeah. chase had not even played football in a while and couldn't catch a cold in the preseason. So uh, it's interesting. Those guys, I could, I could see it, man. And even Burrow could run a little too sneakily. So I, I wouldn't actually not, push back on those other than Lamar Jackson is in a different class in my opinion his ceiling I mean unless you think that that's a start of of you know going to be a, a durability concern I guess I could see it but I just I just see the upside between, with him and and Allen is is in tears of, of of their own at this point no I feel I feel shamed a little bit because I we've already we've already seen that Lamar Jackson's ceiling I mean Bateman is... year two ba- I mean Bateman looks like he's gonna be really helpful and Brown just quietly gets it done and there's Andrew, I don't know and they they lost like five of their running backs last year that became an actual detriment at one point right. and their left tackle uh uh uh, Ronnie Staley was out um, and, and he was playing injured to Lamar. Oh man. Wheels up Lamar. Buy, buy in this year. <laughs> um, so last thing on the last thing on the chiefs, you do not in fact think that right at this moment, they are the worst team in the AFC West. I do not. I would definitely pick them over the Raiders. I have a lot of Raider fans. I'm rooting for you with Adams, but definitely over the Raiders. Like I said, I'd be more surprised if they finished third than I would if they finished second or first. So I I'd still, I would bet on that finishing first or second. And if you want to take third or fourth, sure. I would do that. I, I just I can't I can't call a team with Patrick Mahomes the worst yeah, team in its yeah. division or no even the third the you wouldn't even take third I'm giving you third too They're, that's a little, that's a little dicey for yeah, me they okay. might be third they might be third they're in a they're in a dogfight in that uh, for, the Chargers absolutely right loaded up Chargers I mean the Chargers won. loaded up and I mean I I have a I have a, a I bet on the, the Broncos before they got for Wilson I'm thinking maybe Rodgers so I'm rooting for them and I know that their Broncos are a real legit legit roster too so that'll be a fun division to follow okay let's let's switch to the Dolphins a bit. Such an interesting offseason. They're one of these teams where like everything is new. And sometimes 
sometimes this doesn't work out, right? Like uh, oftentimes we'll get really excited for fantasy purposes about, about a, uh, about a roster where like they introduce a whole lot of new things um, in the off season, new coach. Um, we've got, we've got basically a new offensive line coming in. We got a new head coach. We got new skill players. It often takes some time, right? Um, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be shocking if things don't come together for Miami necessarily in September. Um, but we'll just walk through with a few things, a few of the things that are new. First of all, in a, in a 24 hour period, this franchise added both Tyree Kill and Teron Armstead, um, left tackle, uh, who was absolute, absolutely dominant and a gem uh, in free agency. So that's so that's a pretty good day. That's a pretty good 24-hour period. Um, we have a new head coach here, Mike McDaniel. Uh, he comes to us from Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. Uh, they've added Cedric Wilson. They have two new running backs in Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert. Um, they they tagged Mike Gesicki, so he's back. I, these moves seem bad for Mike Gesicki, in my opinion, but we can discuss that. They, they go from being a team that had, you know, they had this huge stockpile of picks. Now they don't have a they don't have a pick in the top 100 this year, but it's fine. They're they they got Tyreek Hill. Um, they have a totally reinvented offense, but we have to talk to her. And b- before we get into like his his tendencies specifically, quarterback ranks and all that, your knee jerk opinion on on Tua Tagovailoa is he good? Is he good by NFL standards? So he's flashed at times, but I feel like I had low expectations when I've watched. So just so maybe that I was grading on a scale. Uh, I'm not a college guy, so I really was coming in with a clean slate. I mean, that hip injury was a legit injury. That was a two-year injury. Um, but then I guess he runs just a ton of RPO and he's limited. So uh, it's going to be curious now with these with these weapons. But I'm kind of a if I, if you had if I had to pick, I'd say I'm a two a guy, and I think he's better than uh, maybe gets credit for. And I'm in on a possible next level. But obviously they brought in Bridgewater there. Just and it even sounds like it might even be a competition possibly too. So that's interesting. His his EPA per Brock dropback or whatever and he always covers the spread and all that stuff so who knows i'm not totally ruling him out as being as being a threat to the job and to a very very uh brittle too always suffering injuries so yeah. you tell me you're more of a college guy you've watched far more tape on Tua than i have so I'm, I'm curious your opinion here it's uh it's interesting that you mentioned teddy because his comments at least suggest that uh teddy thinks that he might be in the conversation to to play some games this year right like he uh he definitely seemed to leave that open he doesn't he doesn't seem to consider himself just a just a straight backup yeah i was a i was a pretty big fan of of tua coming out of uh, coming out of college um obviously based on everything that we saw from him pre-injury and as you said the hip injury no small thing right that's that's time away from the team um that is a a very difficult difficult road to recovery so like credit to him for for getting himself back but it was a significant injury i thought that you know while he didn't necessarily he wasn't he wasn't like some hyper aggressive gunslinger type who where everything was absolutely every throw was going downfield but he took his shots right like I thought he was I thought he was just aggressive enough um and and one of the things that we have seen from him in his his pro career is that he'll like he'll push the ball downfield like twice a game that's it it has not been it has not exactly been electric now um I we can't we can't talk about his tendencies in the NFL without talking about his offensive line it was exactly, terrible yeah. last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was in terms of just, it, you know, almost any almost any site that you go to, almost any analytics will will bear out the same thing. Um, in, in terms of the the way that PFF graded all the linemen, all the linemen were horrible. Um, they were they were dead last in pass blocking efficiency at PFF. Um, it wasn't good, right? Um, so I'll grant you that. Still, 
these were his numbers last season in 13 games on passes that traveled at least 20 yards downfield. He was 14 for 29. He had 29 deep attempts, which um, that's that's just that's sad. That's a sad number. Uh, it was one of the lowest totals in the league. He had one touchdown on those attempts. He had two interceptions, a passer rating of 77.2. Only seven and a half percent of his attempts traveled 20 yards downfield. These are these are just the facts. I don't think he's necessarily that guy by by character and by by intuition, but um, but he was last year. It's not as if Tyree Kill, and we mentioned this before, it's not as if Tyree Kill is purely, you know, a Deshaun Jackson type receiver where he's just one go route after another. And all he does is, in fact, he's he's as electric when he's when he's running, you know, uh, uh, east and west as when he's running north and south. Right. Like he's a, he's a problem at every level. He can run any route. Um, he can do damage. Uh, in almost any situation. So it's not as if he's he he makes his living strictly as a deep threat. It just so happens that some of the most breathtaking plays that we've seen from Tyree Kill in his career have been, you know, these ridiculous deep shots that uh, that the Chiefs were taking to him. So he can be much more than that. I'm not I'm not saying that Tua is strictly limited as a you know, everything is a everything is a 3-yard, 5-yard pass short of the sticks. It's just not who he's been to this point. Um, he has not been a particularly dynamic field stretcher. Now, you you asked a question earlier that I think is is super relevant here, and and I'll just I'll just I don't know I'll ask it right back at you. Can Tua Tagovailoa possibly support two every week fantasy starters at wide receiver? Like the way I've got them ranked right now, Tyreek and Jalen Waddle both comfortably wide receiver twos for me. Um, plus uh, an every week tight end in Mike Gusecki, because I think that's where most people are going to have him ranked. So yes to the wide receivers. I feel like Waddle, even if it's just an extension of their run game, especially in your favorite PPR formats, absolutely Waddle and Tyreek, I will have both uh, top 20. But um, I uh, first of all, just with Tua, he put up massive numbers in college, and now he has some le- real legit weapons and maybe a possibly you know a new innovative young uh, head coach here. So it's very interesting with a better offensive line uh, to see what happens. And, and, and yeah, it's key. He needs to throw the ball downfield more. Gasicki's the guy that I really lowered uh, in my ranks here. First of all, there was yeah. other con- there was there was early concern that I had heard that uh, just the fact that him. Uh, probably lining up in the slot was not going to happen as much with with the way McDaniel aligns his run game. He does not like the blocking to be lined that way. So that was already a red flag. And now with the additions here, I, I, yeah, I think Gasicki, I, I moved him uh, outside of my top 15 receivers and I had him comfortably in my top 10 before. So he's the biggest downgrade. It hurts Waddle because I loved him. I had him a, you know crazy high top 10 before. Um, but, um, I still think there will be enough, like I said, extension of the, of the, of the run game. Waddle was so, so good as a rookie and uh, fun stat, uh, next gen stats, I believe over the last five years, the top three highest speed on ball carriers in the NFL are Raheem Mostert, uh, Tyreek Hill <laughs> and Jalen Waddle. So all three are, are on, on the, the Dolphins. So McDaniel should, uh, should have some fun, man. He has a lot of, a lot of speed to play with. It is it is a very good point about Mike Kosicki. He's not a guy who who lines up like in line very often, right? He's basically a glorified uh, uh, slot receiver, and uh, those opportunities would seem to be few and far between under this head coach and with the personnel that they currently have. I I would have thought two days ago that uh, y- you know McDaniel coming in, Mostert added, Chase Edmonds added that this was going to be a team that really just wanted to run the ball thirty five times a game, right? Are they like, you'd be crazy to, to, 
for that to be your team identity with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle at receiver. Um, what but to be clear, that's what McDaniel did. To be clear, he was the yeah. run guy. He would install the run game. Even Debo would go meet him every Tuesday morning to his run. And so, yeah, that is interesting. I, I, one would think that you would want to rely on those <laughs> receivers in Mostert. I mean, I'm rooting for him, but you know, big, big injury proneness there. So yeah, we will see. Uh, we'll see what 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 shakes out there. But um, can I? I just want to say this because this is a tra- yearly tradition. Uh, we were talking tight ends and why I have Gasicki so low. Because again, I can talk myself into uh, a, a handful of these young guys. Tell me, Alberto. I already mentioned now in Joku by himself in Cleveland with Watson there. Hawkinson, uh, if he's actually healthy. Knox really emerged last year. Irv Smith returning. Fryermuth really looked good. So you know, a lot of those guys to me are now more intriguing than Gasicki is fourth and. T- targets in Miami yeah I'm not I'm not quite where you are on Alberto just yet um <laughs> yeah. but man but I do I'll have the high man. outside cool. my top 12 right um okay we've got we've got, I don't know I'm looking at the names around him right now it's Ertz it's Goddard Gronk hasn't re-signed but he's gonna fryer move him too um, yeah if he resigns I'd move him above uh Gesicki too yeah I have Alberto number seven right now among tight ends just so we're clear here I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll put my name it's to it. aggressive it's aggressive yeah. I've got Dalton Schultz sixth right now oh right? I have him like, fourth I think, and I I have him yeah. fourth and I I might be crazy enough to rank him one actually with all the moves they've made I like Dalton Schultz I don't I I think I'm I'm, I'm tempted to all, uh, Dak Prescott does not run anymore. They lost yeah. all. I mean, Cooper's gone. Uh, Jarwin's gone. Uh, Zeke is toast. Uh, no, I, Schultz puts up big. No, he was fourth last year, right? I mean, he was fourth fantasy tight end. So I, I, I would not be surprised if he finished first or second this year. That would just be a classic. Look at me, hot take from Dalton Del Don. Well, yeah, it's it. a great, an elite, great, great first name. So now that you've now that you've thrown it out there, you'd be a coward not to have Dalton Schultz as your I'm, as your number one tight end. Dude, I'm doing it right now. I'm moving him number one. All right, go, <laughs> go to fantasy pros right now. So yeah. scrap everything that we said about about Travis Kelsey earlier. Dalton Schultz. <laughs> That's um, right. Yeah, we have to go tier of his own right. tight end yeah. number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we love are it. still in March, it, and we came to that realization through a discussion of Mike Gesicki and the Dolphins. Yeah. I absolutely yeah. love it. Let me get your take. I'm going to do the same thing I did with with Juju, where I throw out some names that I currently have surrounding to a uh, in my quarterback ranks, and you just yes. tell me if you've got him above these guys or below or below them. Um, the first one is really a trick question. There's there's only one way you can answer that, and that is Trey Lance. Trey Lance or Tua. Go. Well, I have Trey Lance way too high right now, but obviously, if he's the starter, you're going to draft him higher than Tua because of his rushing upside. And he, but there's a real chance that Jimmy G is returning there. But no, obviously Trey Lance. That would that was a that was a crazy question. Come on now, I have Lance as a clear top ten guy. Tua or Derek Carr? Uh, I have Tua one spot ahead of Derek Carr. Yeah, I love him indoors with Adams, but I, I would go Tua upside at this point. A little bit more of an unknown, you know, at this stage of their career. So I'd go to I have Tua one spot ahead. I've got I've got Carr immediately ahead of Tua. I think they're really close, um, and I can imagine flipping them. How about how about Jalen Hurts or Tua? Oh, again, yeah, you have these rushing quarterbacks way too low. I have Hurts eighth. Yes, wait, yes, Hurts. Well, Hurts is a. I mean, they haven't added anybody, but Hurts is a minor problem because you always have to question their commitment to the player. Um, now, I think about, the last two years he's ended playing dramatically hurt, and people have this memory of him. I think there's another yeah. level of him passing, but that also might just mean that he'll con- continue to get hurt. So it's you know kind of both ways to that argument. But uh, I, yeah, I, I think I'm going to like him more than the fantasy community. How about how about Matt Ryan or Tua? Ooh, I've uh, I have Tua higher. Tua. Uh, last one I'll throw out: Trevor Lawrence or Tua. Tua, um, man, I, I understand that the coaching is a lot to blame there, but at this stage, with all those weapons in Tua, yeah, no, Tua, Tua for sure. I mean, I, I can get going in blind faith and saying that Lawrence is going gonna, is gonna to be much better, but that one's easy for me, Tua. Do you, would you disagree there? Uh, no, I've got, I've got Tua ahead of him. I've got Tua okay. ahead of him. I think, 
I think the guy I'm going to end up drafting more, however, is going to be Trevor Lawrence. Because I think when we really get into draft season, like a bunch of us can say really bullish things about Trevor, but it's going to be, it's going to be hard. I mean, there's just every quarterback is healthy. There's a lot of good quarterbacks out there. A lot of them are in fun systems and it's going to be really hard to rank Trevor Lawrence higher than like QB 19, QB 20, no matter how much you like him. But I bet I'm going to draft the heck out of him. I have someone ranked ahead of Matt Ryan and Trevor Lawrence. You're going to like, just give me such a heart. You're going to go crazy. But uh, I, um, tell me how, 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 how often. Tell me it's Justin Fields and I won't go crazy. Oh, no, I definitely have Fields, of course. No, um, uh, I have Mariota, Marcus Mariota, indoors wow. in Atlanta with Kyle Pitts. I know they don't have a receiver on board now, but they're going to be playing from behind without a running game. And he runs and he'll probably get hurt. But he um, no, he runs and he's former number two pick who's 28 years old, who absolutely flashed the last couple of times we saw him. Career YPA 7.5. Yes, Mariota. I, I would. Yep, yeah, he's my sleeper. Um, I, I guess I can, I guess I can see it. We've seen a lot of Marcus Mariota. It's not like he didn't get a fair shake with Tennessee, right? Like we've seen plenty of Mariota. Um, it might happen. I think it would be a really fun story if it did happen. Uh, they, they obviously need a pair of receivers, however, in the worst way right now. So till that happens, it's, it's really tough to pin down a, a Mariota rank. You're obviously counting on something particularly bullish there, which, Hey, I respect. Uh, anyway, I think I'm going to get a lot of Trevor Lawrence because there's a rushing element to his game. And like, it's not that I think his receiving core is outstanding necessarily, no matter how well it's paid. Um, but it's better. And the, the, (laughs) the, the difference in, in terms of coaching, um, that he's going to receive from year one to year two is just, um, it's going to be orders of magnitude better. It's too bad be... he wasn't free to bulky, man. That would have been real nice. But yeah, ETN could be a huge help too. Such cheap yes. yards there too. So yeah, I'm, I'm certainly certainly not against Lawrence, but uh, but yeah. Well, let me let me finally ask the the big question since we are ostensibly uh, r- really talking about Tyreek Hill. W- what did you do in your ranks with uh, with Tyreek? I moved him down from fifth ish or fourth ish to where do I have him at ninth now. So basically, yeah, it's tougher. I mean, it's 160 targets from Mahomes is just so, so nice. You got to ding him a bit Uh, Tua and Bridgewater new, new environment just got paid by the way. Why this could happen more and it's just kind of underrated, but the guy now gets to live in South Beach and there's no state income tax. I mean, not just with the, the yeah. huge money, but it's like also it's surprising that, that Miami has not been a bit more of an attraction for free agents in the NFL like it is we've seen in the NBA in Orlando back in the day and whatnot. Or, or at least uh, maybe I'm forgetting some, but either way, boy, look, Mike McDaniel, he's he's going all in right away and it, it's interesting. But yeah, yeah I, I bumped, I, I moved down Tyreek Hill five spots what'd you do i could i could be totally wrong about this and please don't ever take your tax advice from me but um i i i think it's i think it's super complicated if you're an athlete and you and you actually you play, play half in a your bunch games of different are on the road so you're 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 yeah right yeah i don't i don't think the state income tax thing is quite the same as if you were just like a, a rich dude who chose to make his money in florida right i think it's a little more com- that's fair. I, I think it's more that's complicated. fair that's fair i think you're um, right because half the time they're doing their job employed on other in other states so yeah, yeah i think i think you're right on that but yeah but these are but these are not problems that i run into yeah, in yeah. my day-to-day life i don't i don't really have to sweat these things um so but i but i think it is a little more complicated than that i i lowered i lowered tyreek from five i had him at four i had him i you know i uh, yeah, I had, uh, I went cup Jefferson chase, and then I had Hill. Exactly. Um, yep, that's I, and, me. That's exactly. Yeah. 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 And I dropped him to, I dropped him to 12. Okay. I've got, I've got Jalen Waddle right now at, at clinging to 14. And that feels wrong. That feels like it might be too high because I'm not, I feel like I'm not that bullish on Tua. I'm not so like, I'm, I'm bullish enough to, to rank him as somebody that we're going to be drafting. I'm not so bullish that, 
that as I look at it now, I truly think that he can produce two top 14 fantasy receivers. Can that happen? Can that really, I'm asking you again, can that seriously happen? I think it can if, you, if it's PPR, because Waddle just racks those up underneath. But I moved him to 16, so we're, we're very close. Yeah, uh, very close on those. But I hear you that it does maybe feel too high, too, because now he has Tyreek Hill. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's, it does suck if you had him in Dynasty. You're frustrated because, I, I mean, I was talking myself into, you know, in, in PPR, late second, early third. He was going to get sure. so many. But sure. now, obviously, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely going to ding him a bit. But, yes, I think Tua can, can provide two top 15 receivers still, uh, if, 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 especially if it's, it's a PPR format, where do you stand on that still? Are you still, uh, stringently against it? Um, I play anything that I'm invited to, right? I think it's a, I think it's a pretty silly PPR generally. I think it's a pretty silly setting. And the thing is like, I've been playing long enough that I, I know why it's there. It's not like some, it's not like some latter day invention, right? It is a, it is a thing that we, it is a scoring setting that we, that we began to implement like, I don't know, two decades, uh, 25 years ago, something like that as a, as basically a, a patch to the running back problem to, to elevate receivers relative to, uh, to running backs, because the first round of every fantasy draft was nothing but running backs and the second round was mostly running backs but that i feel like the nfl itself has kind of corrected that right we have more committees now receivers are a, a vastly more important position than than perhaps it was you know 20 years ago so i feel like the nfl itself has corrected a problem that fantasy didn't need to really get involved with right i also just think that there's it sets up so many so many stupid equivalencies, right? Like a, a reception for no gain is the same fantasy value as a 10 yard run. That to me is just insane, but I'll get off the PPR soapbox. I'll play it because so many people play it, but I don't think it's like, I don't think it's smart. I don't think it's a better way to play. I think it's, I think it's actually kind of a silly setting. I, I always split the difference in my home leagues with a half PPR and I, but I've grown to, to like PPR the best, but you actually, I can't push back at your point. You just made is, is, is an excellent one that the NFL now though has gone so far that it is helping receivers too much. And the, yeah, getting the running backs are punished in both, both ways now, yeah. both in usage and scoring. So you are right. Uh, while, uh, while the scoring format uh, may, may or may not be the best, the NFL has changed to where it's, it's, it's affected it for sure. I will say I, you know, I wrote about this a couple of years ago. I like points per, per, per first down. Um, that's a setting that we have available at, at Yahoo. At least a, at least a first down is a, is a tangible, obviously beneficial real life play, like a reception for its own sake. doesn't have a, a reception's right. value is entirely tied to the yards that are associated with it. Anyway, I'll get off that soapbox. Um, Devonte Parker, he's got to go, right? He's just got to oh, yeah. go. Yeah. Oh, I buried in my ranks. He's got to be, he's going to be traded. Yeah. He'll be traded. Yeah. He, he could very well be Marcus Mariota's number one receiver by the next time you Let's and go. I are. Oh, are I love talking. it. <laughs> oh man. Music to my um, ears. Love that. Let me, let me just give you a, a quick hypothetical here because uh, in fact, this isn't even reporting. This is, I believe this is Tyree kills agent Drew Rosenhaus saying this. Um, apparently that the jets had the deal done for Tyree kill. Um, and then Miami entered the the discussion. Miami didn't get involved until until it was basically done to the Jets. Um, and so that thing was going to happen. How would you have been feeling about Zach Wilson today if his number one and number two receivers were Tyreek Hill and Elijah Moore? Yeah, that would have certainly helped. But um, thankfully, it did not hurt my guy, Elijah Moore. I just want to draft in every league. So I'm, I'm still all in on, on that one. But yeah, that's funny. I think Tyreek Hill tweeted and said, I was always going to Miami. But uh, that would have been quite interesting, too. Absolutely. Seeing Zach Wilson with the, with, the, with those receivers. So uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, here, here we are in Miami. And um, Is Elijah yeah, Moore going to lead the league in targets? Right? Yeah, like, look, I, I hope. Oh, look at that man. team Speaking right of music to my healthy. ears. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would love it. Yeah, if you could stay healthy. Yeah, I know that would be sick. I'd lo- I would love to see that. That might be actually probably in a couple months, we're going to have to write some kind of bold prediction column. That that's tough. It. When did, that, You know what? That's tough when Braxton Berrios is a teammate. That guy just soaks uh, targets when he's on the field. That guy's a target machine. So damn it, that might true. make it tough. But uh, yeah, maybe both of them will get a, a 120 plus. Let me just before we get out of here, let me let me ask you, um, you, you mentioned earlier that you think this is the craziest offseason we've ever had. And I don't I don't think there's just recency bias there. I mean, there's you know, we've had off seasons where, you, you know, there's a crazy injury. There's a there's there's some sort of crazy suspension looming. There's a holdout. There's trades. But we don't I mean, we don't see this volume of trades involving this level of play. Like every week there is something that has that has just sort of shaken the the NFL like an etch-a-sketch and just rewritten everything, right? Like this is happening constantly. We had the Devontae Adams trade and and you know, the staggering contract that he signed, the Russell Wilson trade, the Tyreek Hill trade, the Deshaun Watson trade. Um, the Matt Ryan trade. We had the crazy Carson Wentz trade. Um, Tom Brady, we mentioned it before. Brady retired, got scooped on his own retirement announcement, and then unretired a few weeks later. Um, we still have, presumably, we have a Garoppolo deal that may yet happen. We have a Baker Mayfield deal that may yet happen. We have teams that don't really have plausible, viable starting quarterbacks right now. So there are still holes to fill. Um, maybe there's a Gardner Minshew deal out there somewhere. I Like, I don't know. This, this is the wildest offseason is it just going to be like this going forward? Is this just what it looks like? Yeah, it's a year-round sports. Yeah, it feels like it is going to be more, even more of this. Uh, other than Tom Brady screwing it up, the one theme here is this, the AFC getting better. I mean, you said it, but I'll just repeat. Devontae Adams, Russell Wilson, Tyreek Hill, Sean Watson went back there. Matt Ryan went over there, and Carson Wentz left there. So, I mean, you just go down the list, and the AFC is getting better and better, and the <laughs> NFC is getting worse. But um, it's uh, I don't mind that as, as a 49ers fan. But, yeah, Brady messed it up, and, of course, Aaron Rodgers returned. But, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, who knows what's going to happen there but the trade candidates are dwindling it always seemed like the Colts reportedly that shoulder surgery just teams don't love the fact that he won't be able to you know like really learn the get into the offense he can still learn the offense I don't know but that's definitely muddied up things in San Francisco as even the local beat writers are now unsure of you know what exactly is going to happen when they were 100% confident that Jimmy would be traded uh, uh you know six weeks ago I should also mention, uh, I I think we mentioned this uh, at at the top. Uh, Again, Stefan Diggs tweeted on Thursday. This is this is exactly what he said in the tweet. It's always business, never personal. That guy, that guy must (laughs) want to get extended right now. Right. Like that. I'd be thinking that way if I were Stefan Diggs and uh, and Tyreek Hill just landed 30 million a year. And Devontae Adams just landed like 27 million a year or whatever it was. And and I'm, you know, if I'm Stefan Diggs and I'm coming off just a couple of years ago, one of the one of the great seasons in recent memory, and I'm 27, 28 years old, yeah, I I I want some fresh money. I want to get paid like the like the leading receivers in the NFL. I don't know if Cooper Cup feels the same way. I would coming off the season that that he's just had. It just seems like, and maybe this is partly jacksonville um giving christian yeah. Kirk what they gave him and maybe this is the the you know Devonte adams uh, certainly deserved to be paid at the top of the market i have no I, certainly no issue i don't have any issue with what anybody gets paid but it's a salary cap league and we have to think about these things i don't know are, are there more dominoes to fall among the among the elite receivers it seems that I mean Watson was given the biggest guarantee ever. I think Hill was ranked as number two. Um, so yeah, it feels like it's going to be uh, more of this. Uh, this Stephon Diggs is great. Have you seen the video of when he was on the the Vikings? They asked his teammates, uh, "Which teammate would you least like to date your sister?" 
and literally 25 teammates all all just immediately answer digs they all if you haven't uh check that out it's 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 a brilliant three minutes and uh and uh digs is an awesome receiver and uh boy buffalo will do everything to keep him because i know his fantasy numbers were slightly disappointing last year but he'll yeah i mean he's uh he's legit and in his prime and um yeah these these numbers are going to get astronomical and um the free the guy's really coming up like debo the numbers are going to be huge yeah it it seems like at this stage, after this offseason, it's almost an insult if you're not getting 20 million. It's a little bit of an insult <laughs> yeah, if you're not getting 25, right? Yeah. I don't, how, like, is Debo going to want to get, like, sort of the, the high end running back plus high end wide receiver money? I don't even know how to pay Debo. Yeah, he could be, consider himself a hybrid running back too. But yeah, yeah. no, these numbers are going to get absolutely absolutely crazy. But what it, what is numbers now? I mean, it's this. Uh, I mean, the prices of everything right now it's just crazy. But it's going to be hard to, to grasp these because it's just so it's jumping fast. And you know, it's always just whoever the last sign is, is going to set the next record. You know, with the biggest yeah. the biggest in history. So. Okay, the last question I'm going to ask you before I let you go to Vegas. Um, what is the, and I'm, yeah, I'm only you. thinking of this because we, we talked a little bit about Jimmy, talked a little bit about Trey Lance and the, and the Niners generally. What do people, what do Niners fans want? Um, is there, a, is there a, a split? Are, like, is it 50, 50? Are there people that want Jimmy back and don't need to see Trey Lance next year? Is it overwhelmingly in favor of Trey? I would be in the Trey Lance camp, um, but, I'm not a, but I'm not a Niners diehard. What, what do the people want? It's mostly overwhelmingly Trey Lance. Some could talk themselves into Jimmy's shoulder being the issue in the playoffs. We've seen it, you know, two of the last three years. Just, just they hit him throughout the postseason. It was ugly, ugly stuff. So no, everyone's ready. Trey Lance, and it's just the buzz on him is just like I know no one cares about this in fantasy, but like good dude, and everyone loves him in the locker room. They're just so excited. But we'll see. You know how many starts Trey Lance had since 2019? How many football games he has started? Uh, one, three. Started three football games in 2009. <laughs> Do you know what year we're in, right? It's 2022, right? Yeah. yeah he started three wild. football games since then. So that's not a lot. So it's still a bit of an unknown, but he's uh, the rushing upsides there. And he just has this there. There's been some leaked footage in practice. He throws some some cool looking Mahomes-esque passes. But who knows? Even Matt Mac- Mayako, the best, sorry, I said it wrong. But one of the best local re- beat writers just said, man, honestly, inside the building, no one knows. No one knows what's going to happen and hmm. no one knows what they have. And what, but there's, there's optimism and John Lynch always likes to put on the optimistic face, but, uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I have my, I have a buddy who's an artist in New York. Um, I believe you met once and I, um, commissioned him oh, to, yeah. to, to do a painting for me. Cause I need a better background here than my Kirby enthusiasm mug always. And, um, I had the first guy I had him do, of course I did a Barry Bonds. Cause I mean, of course speak for himself, <laughs> but the first other person I had him do was Trey Lance. And a couple of people point out to me, like, you know, that's kind of a risk, you know, what you're doing there. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm talking about, yeah, I guess it is a little bit of a risk. I might have just got another backup quarterback in the background for me for a whole nother year. Cause I, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I mean, a, I, I mean, I, a risk, a risk would be the Trey Lance tattoo. A painting yeah. is like, Oh, yeah, you're right. Cost, you're right. But... Yeah. Yeah. It's a sunk cause. Yeah. You're right. I've not gone that far with a tat, but um, uh, I'm not too far off from there. Cause I'm, if I haven't made it clear, I'm all in. Um, I'm all in on Trey and ready to move on from Jimmy. Love him. Great, great dude. All speaking of a good dude also. Um, and during the pandemic, fans would send all kinds of letters, and supposedly Jimmy is one of the few that like send get back and signed and stuff and personalized. But but it's time to move on, the, the player. It's, it's it's time to move on. Let's see what Trey can do. Uh so we know you've got Dalton Schultz, tight end one, Travis Kelsey, tight end two. Uh, where's Kittle? 
Oh yeah, no, I don't. I don't love Kittle at fantasy at all. Always hurts. So I'm debating between uh, five and six with with Waller. Uh, definitely Pitts ahead of him for sure. And then I have Andrews too. So um, I know Lance targeted his tight ends quite a bit uh, in in college in the red zone. But Kittle's always hurt in blocking, and those other guys have too much upside. I think that the Niners are just going to run the ball just like like crazy. So I mean, there's Ayuk and Debo, yeah. and and no, no, I do, I do not love Kittle in fantasy. Hate to hear it. Um, I know, I know, your guy. I mean, hey, real life player. On, huh? No, I mean, come on, such a good blocker, real life player. I mean, he's he's yeah. I mean, yeah. come on, you gotta love. Yeah, I love, I love Kittle. Don't get me wrong, but fantasy wise, um, I don't know. He's he 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 plays so hard. He's like he's always hurt. Like even this year, he was he was like hiding an injury the entire year, step, or he would have been out better of fantasy one time. I know, step out of bounds just one time. Even even this year, he was legit again hiding injury from like week two on that totally yeah. affected his separation. This calf thing, like his if he actually stayed healthy a whole year. And you gave him whatever the same amount of targets as Kelsey, he would. Well, he already has the most. Did someone break it? Whatever. He would put up historical season for tight end. There's yeah. no question. It's just the situation and the durability. All right, that's better. That's a that's a note okay, I that, we can go uh, out on okay. on George Kelly. Right. Um, that is going to do it for this episode. Dalton has to jet off to to Vegas for some high stakes fantasy draft. Good luck with that, Dalton. Wish Del me Don. luck. Yeah, um, thanks. Yeah, uh, good. Are you going what? Pitcher, pitcher, batter, pitcher, 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 like that. Yeah, you know it exactly. Yeah, number two pick. Yeah, I got. Yeah, yeah. No, pitcher, 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 pitcher. Yep. A lot of yellow <laughs> stickers will be up on that board. Yep. All right. You can follow him at Dalton Del Don on Twitter. You can follow me at Andy Barons. And please, while you're there, make sure that you're following at Yahoo Fantasy. Matt Harmon will be back with another just undoubtedly newsy episode on Tuesday. Man, Tuesday. How many crazy things are going to happen between now and Tuesday? It's wild. You'll forget all about this Tyreek Hill thing. Until then, we are out. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.